Hi guys, welcome back. What up, saucers? So this episode <laughs> is really for ourselves, and yes, uh, we hope that self. it will, yeah, <laughs> it'll benefit you as well. I think it benefits all of us. It's about setting boundaries. And that's a vague thing that's in our personal life, in our professional lives, in our romantic relationships, our families, our friendships. Um, I think that there's a lot of misunderstandings around this and what it means mm -hmm. and when it's necessary. Um, and so I just, we really wanted to do this to have this conversation, educate ourselves. Um, and yeah. just, yeah, it's a lot. I know. I This particular subject is deeply personal for a lot of people and it's something that um i you you don't really think about and i've talked about this a lot this week with with um my own therapist mm -hmm. um and then my friends uh, too because I, I i don't know if if you can relate to this where i you learned about boundaries later in life yeah oh yeah okay. <laughs> and but it's so interesting and it's not until you kind of start naming it and like what it is do you start recognizing it in other people yes and i'm still trying to figure out what that is because i told a friend that i thought she had good boundaries this week and she's like what the fuck are you talking about no i don't and i'm really? like well i but it's all in the context of how everybody knows each other and i say that too like i remember yeah. joining a uh like a a zoom call with my two friends and they were in the middle of talking about boundaries. Like they were just mm -hmm. talking about boundaries. And, uh, this is like last week. And I'm like, Oh God, I don't think I'm good with those as I'm learning in, in, in therapy. And mm -hmm. they both said, Alyssa, what do you mean? I think you're really good. Um, one of them was like, I, I think you're very emotionally intelligent. And mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, wow. but that doesn't mean, no, I know. Are. And then one of them said, it was like, well, that's in the context of how we know you. Right. Because yeah. it's so different. You can have amazing boundaries with your friends and not with your partner. You can have amazing boundaries yeah. at, with your partner, but not at work. So like there's so much, um, you know, there's so many ways to communicate them, yeah. but naming them first and understanding what they are is really important. To yeah. Do. And I don't think it's talked about enough. Um, the benefits to boundaries and um, why putting yourself first in that way will only strengthen your relationships again, not only mm -hmm. with others, but with yourself. Yeah. Because there's, a thing I never even heard that growing up that I recall, I never even heard that term as like a normal. Yeah. You, I, the only context that I heard that in was once things had escalated in a situation to so bad. And someone's like, Oh, you need boundaries. Like that's once it's gotten extreme, like someone's in right, a fight right. or, or someone just like is walked all over. And that's when you hear the word boundaries, but that's, so it's much like when our, it's like being thirsty. you only are thirsty once your body's already dehydrated. Exactly. So if you feel thirst, it's too late. Like you, you, you're already dehydrated. That's yeah. why you're thirsty. But if you're hydrating yourself all day, you're never going to be thirsty. And mm -hmm. that's kind of like what it, what I have learned that it is with boundaries where it's like, if you get to a point where you're like, oh, now it's a time for boundaries because this blew up in my face. It's too late. The reason it blew up in your face is because you didn't have boundaries. The reason you're thirsty is because you're already dehydrated. And so it's very similar to that where I didn't, didn't grow up. I didn't learn about this. I didn't no. know. And I'm, and then it's confusing because like you said, in certain areas of life, I know myself to be very good in certain areas of like, if I don't want, if I'd rather stay home tonight and be alone and not go to this thing, I'm good at saying no. Mm -hmm. I'm good at knowing I'm not going to make plans today or this weekend because I need time to myself setting these boundaries. I'm really good at that. 
And I think I've made the mistake before at being like, that means I'm good at setting boundaries. <laughs> but then in other situations in work, for example, I've been like in situations where I'm like, uh, why is this? Why am I allowing this to happen? I thought I was good at setting boundaries, but I am not doing it right now. Or mm-hmm. it is just a lot of different yeah. And what I found so much um, with my, you know, working with my therapist and also talking with people that um, are, have worked on their own boundaries for years mm-hmm. um, is that it does stem from when you're younger, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, every all roads lead to home Yeah, um, at the end of the day. And it's something that it's really interesting. Like if you're not good with boundaries, um, it could be because you were raised in a household where boundaries meant selfishness, where mm. boundaries meant... Um, yeah, that you were being inconsiderate of it, others. Exactly. And not having a boundary meant love. Yeah. You know? Yes. And 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 that could doesn't mean that does not mean in every part of your life growing up that, that boundaries are going to affect you uh relationship. It it can right. mean it, it's gonna pop up where you least expect it. Exactly. Um so yeah, we just want to encourage you guys to do that work yourselves because yeah. it has so many benefits. And yeah, that's that's the thing. So um, personal boundaries can seem like something that only, well, like I said, that's only necessary once it's already happened yeah. once something already gets bad, but that's not the case. So the purpose of a healthy boundary is to protect and take good care of you. Um, they're set to make sure that mentally and emotionally you are stable and, you know, at various times in different situations, we have examples of rigid boundaries, loose boundaries or non-existent boundaries whatsoever. And mm-hmm. It's like the more we tune in and check in with ourselves, the more aware we'll be of this. Um, a complete lack of boundaries may indicate that we don't have a strong identity um, or that we are in that our identity is enmeshed entirely with someone else. Yeah. And that's like that's a prime example. It's like codependency or a relationship where you just put someone else ahead of you all the time. It's like really what's happening is you're you are losing your own identity. Yeah. Um, and. So boundaries can help people define their individuality and can help people indicate what they will and will not hold themselves responsible for. Um, Boundaries create trust and build healthy relationships. Even when some people don't like what you do, they will likely still respect you for standing up for what you believe in. Boundaries also generate safety in relationships because when your privacy is respected, you're more likely to feel heard, validated, and appreciated. But most of all, you're not taken for granted by either your loved ones or colleagues or supervisors. And that's the thing, like I Mm -hmm. have noticed when I'm not setting good boundaries, when I realize it, I'm realizing it's because mainly my fear is in how someone else is going to feel. If it's going to, if they're going to interpret it as me being this, or are they going to think that I'm, that's where my fear comes from, I think. Mm. For me, um same thing right so like i i don't think i i am good with them all the time because i always think and you know my therapist will say you have a compassion for yourself you have to have compassion for yourself um and i just i'm like but i think i thought i am right because Mm -hmm. this is my way of thinking is that i let's say this is you know this boundary would, ha- would occur in the middle of a conversation, right? Maybe your friend is talking about something you don't want to talk about. Um, I won't hold a boundary there because I feel like I understand what it's like to need to talk about something. Yeah. And I know what it's like to be shut down. Yes. So I, in my brain, I'm like, I am being self, I'm being compassionate for myself because 
You're giving someone what you didn't have. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, in the same turn, and it could be within the same friendship or not, um, it will happen where someone gives you a boundary, like, I don't want to talk about that right now. Let's save it for another time, which is valid. Mm -hmm. But I'm still working on that. I'm mm -hmm. still working on, and it's not like I'll be like, no, and I'll like, continue <laughs> right, right, to do right. that. <laughs> but that doesn't mean after I don't feel like shit. Yeah. I don't, I, I feel like, oh, but I really needed that person. And, and exactly. I, I, but there, there's the compassion, right? Because if you don't have compassion for yourself, you're not going to have compassion for the person that needed to, to hold that boundary in that moment. They weren't in the headspace for it. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so many things that I can rationalize and say, well, that's why they put it up, but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean your feelings afterward aren't going to make you feel uh, less than or isolated or alone because you didn't have somebody you needed to share yeah. something so important. And that's, so common and it's valid and yeah if you're working on boundaries in this front you're gonna run into that you're gonna run into these roadblocks where you um essentially kind of make excuses mm -hmm. to why um i don't know to why you don't want to put them up and and you and you want to be like well i know what it's like but that's the boundaries with loved ones are yeah. the ones that are the hardest obviously because you care about yeah. how they interpret your response. And because like that example you gave is basically you saying, I don't have capacity for this conversation right now. And me telling you this is because I acknowledge that this conversation needs my full attention and I want to give it to you because I love you. So it's really out of love because it's like, I can't give you what you need right now. And I know that what you need is really important. So I'm not going to phone it in. So right. I have to tell you that I can't do this right now but it's easily interpreted. You don't want to hurt and you don't want to make that person feel like you just said, like, oh, I thought I could lean on you. I really need you right now. I can't talk about this next week. You know, like it's easy. Yeah. It's really hard to set that hard line when you love people. It's easy to set a boundary when you don't care so much about someone. Yeah. And it's hard to recognize when you need to set, set them. If you're in the mindset that I am in, mm -hmm. you know, when I'm working on it, because I'll, I will tell my therapist all day, be like, well, it's not that I didn't want to hear this conversation. Yeah. It's fine. It's like, I didn't, it, that wasn't that bad. I didn't need to hold a boundary there. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you don't really realize what you're capable of I or know. what your, your, what your cap is until you start doing that work. Yes. Until you start kind of, even if, even if it bothers you a little bit, you got to listen to that. Yeah. Um, and you got to learn from those that do it well. And at the end of the day, you might feel like shit. Let's say if someone said, gave you a boundary or someone, it's fine. Your feelings are valid. Um, but the person that gave that boundary, most likely, more often than not, probably did the work and is feeling what they should, which is like, I, I did that for myself. I held, I put myself first for that mm -hmm. moment. And I can now hold space for the other things that take priority and yeah. then come back. Um, so that means the onus is on you to do that work, not them. Like, you know what I mean? This is mm -hmm. all about you. Yeah. Um, um, so basically in an article on positive psychology.com titled how to set healthy boundaries, a few example examples are given that feel very relatable. Most of us have failed at some point to implement boundaries in similar situations. Like I was just saying, one example is a woman in the middle of the night packing up her house for a move might not let a friend who dropped an unannounced stay too long. That way she can get um, she can get done what she needs to get done. And I feel like I've been that friend. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's just like, oh, how am I going to tell that person? Yeah. But yeah, I know you might go crazy at the end of the night, which I have, you know what I mean? Where it's yep. like, I wish I just, but I, I wanted to be a good friend and, and now I'm having intense anxiety because I just didn't get yes. anything done. It, 
it's valid. It's fair. This is so complicated. Um, similarly, that woman might politely decline the same friend's request to help her pack if she thinks packing should be a personal process. Yes. Um, healthy boundaries are extremely crucial in romantic relationships as well. An example of this is a person asking their partner for one night each week alone, as opposed to seeing each other daily. Another mm -hmm. example would be a new mother asking her partner to take on more responsibilities with their baby so that she can have more time to herself. Again, like we said, it, you, this could have been how you're raised or just how mm -hmm. you view boundaries in general. Have to you in your brain, having a boundary means selfishness. Not having a boundary means love. Yeah. Um, it's a very common thing uh, to, I don't know, to take on, to, to feel. Um, and it's really hard to kind of deprogram that. Yeah. Um, because you might have been taught from people who were taught that themselves. Yeah. And didn't do the work. And there's like a um, transitional ways to set boundaries where like when you're not fully comfortable, because we all know in theory, we should be able to just say, no, I can't. And leave it at that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't always feel the best. Also, there are situations, relationships, moments where you, you very well might owe that person a little more of an explanation. Not always, but like sometimes. So there's a thing where, you know, like saying, so this example that you just said, like a, yeah. a mom asking her partner, the dad to, you know, take on more, take on more so that I could have more time for myself. So that is like a fully empowered boundary setting. And I know a lot of people feel the need to make an excuse, like, can you take the kids so that I can finish my, so I can clean the house yeah. so that I can do this work. Cause you still have to justify that you, that you have stuff to do and it's, I'm still going to be doing things. I just can't be doing this. And it's like the need to justify versus just saying I need time to myself. Yeah. And, but my point is that like, ideally, yes, we could just be honest. We'll get to that point if we do this work, but it is okay to, to branch out, to start with that middle ground. If you need to say, you know, there's an event tonight and you really don't want to go just because you emotionally can't fathom socializing right now. Mm -hmm. If you need to say, you you should just be able to say, I, I don't want, I can't go and leave it at that. But we've all been in the position where, mm -hmm. and we're made to feel guilty for certain lies where it's like, it's okay if it helps you and start your boundary setting journey. If yeah. you need to say, I can't go, this came up. I have an early morning tomorrow. If you feel the need to give some excuse still, it's better than nothing. Yeah. It is better than, you know, putting yourself through it, going there, being miserable and not being enjoyable to anyone who's even around you. So like, I think we need to ease up on ourselves. We, we can use our judgment for what lies are okay and what lies are not okay. But I think we need to do need to ease up in the realm of like, it's okay to tell a white lie if it helps you set your boundary Yeah, and just continue to work on getting to the point where you don't feel the need to do that. Yeah. And I think another cool way to do that, and we'll get into like tips and, uh, too, but it is setting, um, how I like a pre-boundary like a like mm. like in the one with the couples right having one day a week to yourself yes. you know what I mean like if you have that day if you like it doesn't even have to be a white lie mm -hmm. you're like I, I can't that is just you know my day with my partner or I'm sorry that's my day to myself yeah um whether you're talking to co-workers friends whatever yeah um and I think that's so good and with Ryan and I we just started talking about boundaries like that's how fucked mm. like it's like so bizarre it's like like wait am I good about, wait, are you good at boundaries? Wait, no. Yeah, yeah. And we're just like, oh shit. And we're like, you know, you can think you're as healthy as, as, as anything in your relationship, but there's always 
needs for improvement. Yeah, and there's and always I, more to discover. Yeah, and I feel like boundaries are one that aren't really um, um, named mm-hmm. or worked on that often. And that could mean so much to your own personal health, uh, mental health. Yeah. And um, would only strengthen your relationship in the long run. Mm-hmm. And setting up, and whether you're clear about your boundaries, people will understand your limits and know what you are and aren't okay with, and they'll adjust their behavior. The people who don't respect your boundaries are ones who may not want you in your life. Healthy boundaries can also help you build greater self esteem. And again, it's like people that don't respect your boundaries, like, um, this, this isn't me, okay? Like, when I'm good at boundaries, um, you can still have me in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm not going to steamroll and make you listen to something that you don't want to do. Like, you know, right. obviously those people get them out of your life, you know, mm-hmm. a partner, an abusive partner, get them out of your life. Yes. Except, um, but this is nuanced. And I feel like, um, you know, with the friends that I talked about before, for example, I noticed that they have really good boundaries and they set really mm-hmm. good boundaries for themselves. And I notice it happen in real time. Like they'll say something and I'll, be like, oh, no, we got to keep going. And the other person will be like, absolutely. Yeah, I, I got it. Like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it that way. Whatever, the, mm, whatever it is. Yeah. And I'm just watching this. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean that's okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to, again, maybe I'll be passive aggressive. Not great. <laughs> but um, it, it's just so interesting where it comes up. Yeah. It's not all the time. Like, there's so many. That's why they said that. And these are the people that, I, that told me that I have good boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait. So it's just so interesting where your boundaries come up and wh- and why yes. you choose to put them in different situations because not everything is the same. Context and matters. Like our reaction to someone that we love, respect, like setting a boundary t- can teach us a lot about where we still have work to do. Because if I am, even if I, I, like you just said, you know, you watch someone in real time set a boundary and you'd be like, wow, that was so cool that was yeah. so cool and that reaction tells me that I'm not there yet or I wouldn't be in awe of what they just did right <laughs> so it's like I need to and I am there I I know what you're talking about because I watch I've had so many times like seen these things happen or friends give me advice about things like mm. you should you just don't have to be dealing with this anymore you should just you know and I'm like <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, I, but it makes sense why self-compassion is like the first step, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the, you know, in AA, it's like the first step is admitting yeah. the problem. The first step is admitting you don't have boundaries. So I guess the second step is self-compassion. Yeah. Um, it's just so it's so wild. Um, setting healthy boundaries is a part of self-care and self-respect and should help from the uh, to form the base of your own personal leadership. It is being assertive without the need for being aggressive. Healthy boundaries can help you define your uniqueness and your core. Saying no assertively to a new commitment means you're honoring your existing ones. Boundaries are not just about getting what you want. It's about getting to live your life on your own terms. Yeah. And and this is like, you know, it, it, this past month for me has been very interesting. This is why I really wanted to even like have this conversation on the podcast because I'm examining all of this in myself. But mm-hmm. I had... um I have a lot of things up in the air right now for me personally that are transitional that are not uh, bringing me. It's not even negative. I'm I'm excited about what's coming. I don't know what's coming. So it's a little it's like anxiety shifting, but I feel positive about it. All that said, it's still a lot going on that I'm trying to change and how set reset my course in certain areas. And that's just me personally. And then I have had in the last month, um, one, two, three, four friends of my people that I 
love deeply that I'm really close to, not just acquaintances or like people that I, I know that our relationship is mutual. It's not, it's not a, someone that just takes, takes, takes and doesn't give. So Mm -hmm. I'm saying this because there are so many different shades of boundaries. So these are all people that have been there for me in my hardest times that know me really well, that I love, that I care for deeply and they don't know each other. So no one knows that I'm dealing with this from other people and four friends in the last month, that's like one a week at least. And it's been multiple times from some of them. And it's like, um, call the kind of like I pick up the phone. Oh, so-and-so's calling. Hi tears. And it's like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Like what? Oh my gosh. Like, okay. So I'm going to be there and I want to, that's the thing I want to, and I have capacity for you because you've done this. This is a healthy friendship. Mm -hmm. So that happens. It takes a lot. I, you know, I go to work, I'm at work. I get a, a text, like paragraphs, long text from a friend. That's like, are you able to talk right now? And I, I, I'm actually not, I'm at work. And before I get that text, before I'm able to send that text, another one comes in. That's like four paragraphs long that, that tells me what's going on. And, and then, you know, with the acknowledgement, that was also like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I didn't wait for your response if you're at work. And, and I couldn't respond right away. And I waited a couple hours, but I was still at work when I responded because I'm like, this matters to me. And this is a really big thing. And I need, I need to sit down. I need, it took me maybe five or 10 minutes to craft my text response to that mm-hmm. text. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's like, I can't just fire off a response and then get back to work. And yet at the no, same time, time, yeah. And that morning before I came to work while I was getting ready for work is when someone else called and a hi, Oh, they're crying. <laughs> I, and I, and then I get to work and then this happens. And then on top of that, there's like another friend that I, I it's four yeah. people in the last month. And I have been feeling like, and then the basic things, and there's friends that are like, Hey, do you want to like, meet up today after work or how do you want to do this tonight? Or do you want to, before work, do you want to get coffee? And because I've been so giving into the, in these really deep, serious, necessary ways to these close people, I don't even have the capacity. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am doing nothing after work, but I can't speak to anyone. I have to go home and take a shower and, or maybe zone out or like take a bath. I mean, yes. uh, just read, be in silence. I, I cannot commit to, I can't do anything else because I'm just giving and giving and I'm going through a lot myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like in those moments, what do you, I know. And it's recognizing, I think, cause you know, right. I feel like that you get that feeling once you pick up a call like that of whether or not you have the capacity for it. Yeah. And a lot of the times if you're like us or if you're, I mean, this is very human is that you just stifle that. Yeah. Um, and, yes. and then you're just like, I'm just going to be here because like, I, it's like, I know what it's like to need to be heard. Yeah. Um, however, um, if you do ignore that, because there's going to be times where you do have the capacity, you're like, Oh my God. And yeah. you know what I mean? You pick up the call and it's totally, and you, you, you got it and you move on and that's it. But you know, you have that gut. And, and let's just say you don't un- understand what that gut feeling is. I think that's other uh, work that you might have to do of unpacking and like why mm-hmm. trust trust yourself and stuff like yeah. that. But let's say you do recognize that gut and you're choosing to stifle that. Um, you're not going to be the friend that you think you're going to be to that yeah. person. Um, the advice that you might have given on a day that you had the capacity, um, like that advice might actually be the helpful one. And the mm-hmm. one that you're giving now is just like, you know, or you're just, you're listening, but you're half listening. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it, and you get also, resentment. Exactly. And and you're going to be a better friend to them once you listen to them in the capacity in which you are capable, mm-hmm. because other than that, they just might be 
um, which could be possible. They just want to vent. Yeah. Um, but more often than not, if they're calling a loved one, they're going to want um, someone that's 100% there for them. Mm-hmm. Listening, ha- knows all the facts, and mm-hmm. then could maybe give or not give their two cents at the end to help them. Yeah. And I think like communicating with, like I said, in that example, that's four different people in my life, but they don't know each other. They don't know for all they know, it's just them and me having these conversations this week. But I found, so I communicated with one of them. I told him like what was going on. And I'm like, there's been a bunch of people in my life that have been needing this. And he was one of them and he knew that. And he, he took responsibility, not, apologizing for leaning on me because that's like what you know but the way he worded it so my point is like we should it's okay to tell people that you're struggling with your boundaries right now if they're one of the ones that's testing them if you love them it's okay to tell them like I am I'm really overwhelmed right now because I want to be there for you with this and this is also happening and this is also happening and I just have to explain why the next time you called I didn't answer because Mm -hmm. I didn't know if you were going to be in tears and I couldn't do it in that moment and it's not and so I said that and then he did say he was like you know what I think you don't realize um how because you're you're a good friend and you give good advice that a lot of your close people don't necessarily realize that they're leaning on you that much and then they definitely don't know that like I have other friends doing that that week at the same time so I think it's also on us to communicate with others to add to that, right, let's say you were talking to someone like me who's kind of like struggling mm-hmm. <laughs> and that might um, w- with boundaries and might have to feel and might feel at the end of that. Like I, I could be that person and feel like, well, that sucked. I really needed her. Yeah. Right. And that is OK. Like it, you don't have to, you know, let's say it's me in this conversation. You don't have to then ignore your best interest and ignore your boundary and then be like, all right, I'll, I'll listen because I know she's probably thinking this. Mm. That's not what you have to do because uh, at the end of the day, I am your loved one. Like I am, this is, I'm a friend. Um, <laughs> that person that you think you're hurting will love you enough to understand and have this conversation later. Let's say yes. I was upset and I'm like, I want to bring it up later. Have, set that time to talk about this. Yeah. Be like, well, I really needed you. Be like, well, I need it. You know what I mean? And there's no way if that person loves right. you is not going to hear you and respect that. There is no way mm-hmm. I would not hear that and respect that in the long run. Even if my initial instinct is that sucked, I needed her. Mm-hmm. Now I feel shut down, rejected, whatever the hell. Yeah. So don't get in your head about what they're going to feel because that might not last because at the end of the day, right. if they're you know, a healthy person, they're still going to be on your side and understand and be respectful. Yeah. And like you said, even if you like in that example, say you do feel hurt, like, oh, I really needed her. Yeah. You might feel that and that's okay, but then you will bring it up to me later. Right. And that is, that's a good point. Like you have to trust that person to be their own person enough to like, tell me if you were hurt about it. Tell me when we actually can sit down and talk and I'll tell you why I had to do that. And then it, it smooths over. Mm Mm-hmm. And it can be. Yeah. A hundred percent. So did I, are we here? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So knowing what boundary invasions look like is also key to figuring out how to set healthy ones. Um, and there's obvious ones, but then there's some sneaky boundary invasions that yes. you don't realize are happening or that you're doing. Yes. Um, examples of emotional and intellectual boundary invasions are not knowing how to separate your feelings from your partner's and allowing his or her mood to dictate your level of happiness or sadness, mm. a.k.a. codependency. Mm-hmm. That's that's a thing. 
that's mm-hmm. the thing. Any in healthy relationships, when you love someone, when you live with someone, you it's come normal. home from work, you're in a good mood. If they're in a bad mood, it is good. It's normal. You're going to feel it. The energy shift is going to rub off on you, but it's then dealt with in some way. Um, yeah. If it's never resolved or talked about yeah. and it's a reoccurring thing, that is something you need to. Yeah. And if it, about. if it doesn't just affect you in that moment, like I come home and oh, last night I felt, but if it then bleeds into like, it takes away your joy to your core, it affects who you your feel you can't separate your feelings from your partners yeah, and exactly. that's um so sacrificing your plans dreams and goals in order to please others mm-hmm. yes and that can be as big as your life's dream or as small as your brunch plans yeah yes in anything um not taking responsibility for yourself and blaming others for your problems yes and i've heard this recently from someone in the form of like you know you regret a financial decision that you made and oh. then you say I just, I listened to everyone around me. I should have just listened to my gut. Um, But you made the decision of what Mm -hmm. to do with your own money. So that's, that is your decision. Yeah. Um, The easy route is most likely not the right route. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Essentially, like it's going to be easy to blame everybody around you. Mm -hmm. If you know what, whatever your instinct is to lash out, like whatever that is, whatever it breathe on it mm-hmm. like take a day because whatever that initial feeling is most likely the wrong one because it's always more complicated than that yeah always um and what are some barriers to boundary setting we did kind of touch on this but it sounds logical and even easy to do like i this isn't healthy for me i'm gonna say no but it's very common that we avoid doing what is best for ourselves in this area and why is that why do we not enforce or uphold our boundaries Usually it's fear of rejection and ultimately abandonment or fear of confrontation. That's a very common one mm-hmm. or guilt, or we were not taught healthy boundaries. Um, and then obviously there's safety concerns and that's another conversation, but I just want to acknowledge that like, if you're in a really abusive relationship, yeah. there are obvious reasons why you wouldn't feel like you can set boundaries, but that is separate. And so I just want to obviously acknowledge that. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, so here are some tips for setting healthy boundaries that are modified from the book boundaries where you end and I begin by Anne Catherine. I love that title. I know when you identify the need to set a boundary, do it clearly, calmly, firmly, respectfully, and in as a few words as possible, do not justify, get angry or apologize for the boundary you are setting. You are not responsible for the other person's reaction to the boundary you are setting. Again, I need that to as someone in. that like might have that initial reaction of just like that sucks. I wasn't heard. Um, cause I'm still working on this. It is okay to ignore someone like me. It's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not ignoring. It's more just like let them feel well, that. Yes. And then you, like you said, circle back. Yeah, because I don't think I've ever been given a boundary by someone that's good at them mm-hmm. in not a respectful way. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I still don't feel like, oh, yeah, oh, because I'm still not, obviously, because I'm not good at giving them. So why would I? <laughs> understand it no matter how well that it was presented to me yeah it doesn't and that, and that is okay mm-hmm. and if you love someone like me it's okay <laughs> still put yourself first you're the friend that was calling me crying that i i <laughs> i i was it's close her. to this week i mean this month yes. I, literally um so if it upsets them know it is their problem it is some people especially those accustomed to controlling abusing or manipulating you might test you uh mm. plan on it expect it but remain firm remember your behavior must match the boundaries you are setting that's that that is important so it's like i mean i won't i won't test anybody um 
but I'm sure there are people that would mm-hmm. and be like, well, fuck you, like whatever. Yeah, or manipulate. Um, or Yes, exactly. Um, you, you, if you're doing the work, you, you got to do it for yourself in a way where you're communicating in the most healthiest way possible. Do not stoop to the level of the person that's yeah. trying to hurt you. And, essentially. and your actions matching the boundaries you're setting, because I have been guilty of I'll say I'll finally work up the courage to say to someone this isn't working for me. I need more of this. I need this. And I'll say it and be like, Oh, I got it out. And the next week I fall back into the old patterns of not demanding it for myself, not acting as though we didn't just have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's so common that happens Mm -hmm. because it's hard. It's hard to actually implement things. And, um, Alexa Cordry, who was on, um, she's amazing. Please go on her Instagram and share her story. She recently did a really good, um, uh, a video on this on how to set boundaries and what she says I think either in the video or in the caption that's amazing it's setting the boundaries isn't the hardest part it's um enforcing enforcing them in the long run and making yeah. and, and, and sticking to them yes. sticking to them in the long run that's the hardest that is part. the hardest part because conversationally you can reach a boiling point where you just finally blurt out what you need but then you need to continue to demand it. Yep. Um, so you cannot sexfully, successfully establish a clear boundary if you send mixed messages by apologizing. Did I say you can't sexually yeah, establish? Yeah, uh, sexfully. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot sexfully establish um, a boundary. But you should also do that as well. <laughs> yeah, sexfully. Yeah. Um, so at first, you'll probably feel selfish, guilty, or embarrassed when you set a boundary. Um, Do it anyway and remind yourself that you have a right to self-care. Setting boundaries takes practice and determination. That's the thing. I am trying to be patient with myself. And that's why I said, like, ease up on yourself if you can't do it fully and you need to tell a little white lie to get your boundary in. Have patience with yourself because this is hard and it varies based on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, do it anyway. Yeah. Practice and determination. Don't let anxiety, fear or guilt prevent you from taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, when you feel anger or resentment or find yourself whining or complaining, you probably need to set a boundary. That is a symbol. Like literally when I, I've started to feel resentment before where I'm like, well, it's not really on them. They're just sharing with me. And I haven't once told them that this is taking from me. Like I'm starting to resent this person, but I haven't told them that they're shitting on me. Yeah. So why am I, <laughs> so it doesn't, it's, it's not, not their right. Fault. It's not fair to them. It's yeah. not fair to you. Exactly. So Listen to yourself, determine what you need to do or say, and then communicate assertively. Learning to set healthy boundaries takes time. It's a process. Um, set them in your own time frame, not when someone else tells you to. It's okay if you hear your friends telling you to set boundaries and you know they're right, but you're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Just continue to try to work yourself to the point, you know, just don't bury it and yeah. deny it. Just get yourself there in your own time. Yeah. Um, develop a support system of people who respect your right to set boundaries eliminate toxic people from your life those who want to manipulate abuse and control you and that's way easier said than done yes but it is easy to sit down and make a list of people in your life who feel toxic you can start there yep yep um and again don't think that um you know everyone's working on you could think that maybe you know you've worked out healthy boundaries to an extent but not realize that you're not holding the same Um, Mm. standards for your boundaries in all of your relationships so really take a moment to analyze the relationships you have with others with yourself when it comes to setting boundaries because Mm -hmm. they're not all um treated the same yeah Um, and then you also can learn to recognize if, if you know that your own symptoms of if i'm resentful i'm angry i'm 
maybe it's time for me to set a boundary. It is not our, I will say it's not our job to interpret when someone else should be setting a boundary, but isn't, that's mm-hmm. not what I mean. Like it's your job. But I think if you are noticing a friend or a loved one or a boss or someone, you feel like they resent you or they're angry or something that feels unjustified. And you're like, where's this coming from? It could potentially be that they haven't set a boundary that they need to set. Yes. So I think there's like an awareness level of like, respecting other people's bound, recognizing when someone is trying to set one with you because mm-hmm. it's not always going to come in the same way. It's not always going to be someone being like, I can't talk to you right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. we are going to link all of our articles in our show notes, especially boundaries where you end and I begin another shout out for that mm-hmm. book. Um, and then our charity nonprofit today is Active Minds. Active Minds is the nation's premier nonprofit organization promoting mental health awareness and education for young adults. They're dedicated to saving lives and to building stronger families and communities through education, research, advocacy, and a focus on young adults ages 14 to 25. Active Minds is opening up the conversation about mental health and creating lasting change in the way mental health is talked about, cared for, and valued. What has guided and distinguished them from the start is a belief that young people will be the drivers of change. Active Minds is present in more than 800 schools, communities, and workplaces nationwide, including 550 student-led chapters. Their programs and services empower young adults to reduce the stigma surrounding mental health, create uh, create communities of support, and ultimately save lives. So to learn more and donate, please go to activeminds.org. It's a really good one. That's I mean, yep. we started this conversation by like, I don't know when you first heard about boundaries, but it wasn't in childhood. <laughs> uh, no, um, I don't. Like, like you said, it's, the, it's that like, well, boundaries. It's like mm-hmm. either joked about or like. Uh, or to express, to express like something extreme and dramatic. Yeah, it, not sincerely, s- seriously talked about mm-hmm. um, and how to recognize them in yourself. Yeah. Um, and literally just started talking about we lightly talked about it in therapy of the past year mm-hmm. but like just like heavily going into it because i'm now noticing because it's being talked about mm-hmm. what it looks like in a healthy way yeah and i and it's like holy shit if it's mind-blowing to me that's a problem <laughs> <laughs> right um and i and i really commend people that worked on that because they either doesn't mean that they were raised in a, yeah. a home that um had very healthy established boundaries but that they just did the work to do it later and that's mm-hmm. exactly what you should be doing we all should be doing now like yeah. don't don't just give up you know if you weren't taught them at a young age mm-hmm. there's work to be done and you could be doing it there was a funny thing i want to tell you because that friend that i told you i was talking about where he was going through a lot and then he acknowledged like i'm sorry like you're you need you're there for everyone and so there was a period of time because he's right. been going through something for a while. There was a period of time where he was um, texting a lot and calling and I was not responding at all for like, I think like three days in a row. And he, he texted in the midst of all that. No response, no response, missed calls, no response. And then there's a text that just says boundaries. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Like, oh, you're setting boundaries. Like, oh, I see. <laughs> and yep. it, it was hilarious. They'll get there. They'll yeah. get there. We all will. Um, so, yeah. It's um, hard. It's you hard. guys can do it. We can do it. I believe in you. I believe in us. I'm trying to believe in myself. Yeah, this is an ongoing work, and there's no shame in whatever <laughs> game boundaries game you have right now. Just recognize it yeah. and, and work on it because, again, it's going to help your relationships with mm-hmm. your uh, loved ones, your coworkers, your bosses, and yourself. Yes. And um, I'm Molly Cottrell. 
we didn't do any of our other stuff. <laughs> well, she is uh, Molly Cottrell, and you can find her and me at our Instagram. At I, I just want to say I'm Molly Cottrell. Continue. <laughs> and I just want to say I'm Alyssa, but that's all we hear there. there. Um, anyway, and my earring just fell off. You can my follow ear. us on YouTube. While we're falling apart in general. Um, follow us on YouTube at SOS Molly and Alyssa. Subscribe to us there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Rate and review us. It helps us reach more people. And we're on Patreon. So yes. become a Patreon and Patreon. Yes. Patreon and help us um, create more content. You'll get some goodies in return. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I'm Molly Cottrell. Wait, who, who are you again? I, I, I'm sorry. I'm Alyssa Rosano. I'm Molly Cottrell. <laughs> and here's the turning meltdown. No, and here's the here's turning, turning magic. magic. <laughs> Into, into meltdowns. meltdowns. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was so good. Dude, we should do a reverse episode where we like... Like a, oh, like a, a random... Episode.